0: huh am i overlooking sam ellinger as the backup quarterback for the indianapolis colts moving forward am i I'll tell you right there, that is a hell of a question, and thank you. You know who you are for raising that one. That is a really, really interesting question. I mean, I've always liked what he brought to the table, but I guess, you know, he had that game against the Patriots in the Frank Reich-Jeff Saturday season, and he was inactive through much of this season. I guess I kind of just looked past him, but at the same time, I mean, how can I forget about that unbelievable 2022 preseason in the year that we had Matt Ryan. Now, I know that not everyone that has a strong preseason is an NFL-caliber player, but that was more than just a strong preseason. I mean, you could have argued him as the MVP of that preseason. There's just a difference, right, between just putting up the numbers and then actually what it looks like when you're watching it. But, I mean, Sam Ellinger really passed both the numbers test and the eye test in that preseason. I mean, over 80% completion in everything. And I'll tell you, I've always kind of had uh, Some sort of like a, a, an admiration or an affinity, if that's a word, uh, for Sam Ellinger. Because if any of you guys remember, back when college football was still fun and the team that a prospect committed to still mattered, and there were still stories and players and it was just a good time to be a college football fan, there was a guy by the name of Colt McCoy, and he was an undersized player out of Texas. In fact, I wanted the Colts to draft Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, quarterback of the Colts, get what I'm saying, right? And this was in the 2010 NFL draft when Peyton Manning was in his final year as the starter of the Indianapolis Colts I wanted them to draft Colt McCoy behind him and that never came to be but when we brought in Sam Ellinger and he was also an undersized guy out of Texas for whatever reason uh, I guess it kind of reminded me of Colt McCoy on some level so I was kind of always on board if you actually see this shirt right here I didn't just get this shirt made for the episode I've had this shirt I had this shirt custom made for me last season I may be the only person in the world that owns a Sam Ellinger is good shirt. And no, I didn't make it myself, so I can't sell him or anything like that. But I mean, just to speak to the fact that I'm a fan of the guy, and quick story actually, because I went to training camp last year. For those of you who have been a part of the channel, you know that I attended training camp for the very first time in my life this past season. Now, I also live around 800 miles away from Westfield, Indiana, where the Colts do hold their training camp. But I figured with the show and the fact that I was so intrigued With Anthony Richardson in his rookie season, I figured what better way to provide you guys with a little more insight and just overall good for content than to go watch training camp. And during training camp, the Colts did as any other team would do. This isn't specific to the Colts, but they did 11 on 11s and 7 on 7s. Now, the 11 on 11s are full team, right? Full offense, full defense, running the full playbook type of deal. But 7 on 7s, for those of you who've never played football before, which are a lot of fans, I'm not shaming you for that, but that is just receivers and the quarterback, and the defensive backs. It's just running routes, so it's only passing, no runs, no pressure, anything like that. And while Sam Ellinger didn't get a lot of looks, at least when I showed up in the 11-on-11s, in the 7-on-7s, it was really Hem and Garner Minshew that were better than Anthony Richardson in those sets. Now, of course, that's not to say they are better than Anthony Richardson, but Ellinger was unable to miss. In fact, if you had actually swapped Hem and Garner Minshew's jersey on that given day, or on those given days... I probably wouldn't have even known the difference between the two of them. And all things considered, they are both six round picks, viewed to be a bit undersized, dink and dunk type of guys, have had some struggles pushing the football down the field from what we've seen. I mean, there's quite a few similarities before, or, or rather, uh, quite a few similarities between them. I mean, what would have stopped Sam Ellinger from giving similar production with Shane Steichen as the head coach? Just experience? I, I don't know, but it's kind of one of these things that for whatever reason, I'm just wrapping my brain around for the very first time. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of Sam Ellinger being the QB2 for the Indianapolis Colts because the more I think about it, the more I warm up to it. Now I know really a backup quarterback may not be the most important topic, but for me, it's on the forefront of my mind going into this off season because despite the fact that we have other needs and we know what they are, right? Corner, maybe we want to add the pass rush. Safety, obviously something we can use. So on and so forth. A little bit of explosion at wide receiver. Pause. But the backup quarterback for me was so much the story of this season. And a lot of us think Garner Minshew will be gone, albeit I think the Colts might, you know, be wise to re-sign him. There's other options out there, one of which might be on the roster. You know, I just don't want to lose sight of the fact we can't take for granted how important the backup quarterback is. So let's talk about it. But before we do, you know I have to introduce myself. My name is Justin. This right here is the Ride on the Bench Colts Podcast. As always, ask anyone enjoying this video go ahead shoot it a like it's going to help me get out to as many Colts fans as humanly possible if you're listening to the audio version five-star review would go a long way very hard to be found in the world of audio subscribe I almost forgot to say it subscribe we have passed 2,000 we're shooting for 3,000 then 5,000 10,000 a billion I want Colts fans on the planet Mars by the time it's all said and done if you keep coming back and enjoying it go ahead and subscribe that's going to help me a lot most importantly enjoy the episode enjoy the process this is going to be a fun for us. And i of like to just go back to Ellinger now. That was kind of a shitty segue by me, but we're right here live to recording. That's how we do here. First question, I guess, that would have to be answered if we're going to talk about this. And I, I asked this to you. I'm not answering the question per se. I'm asking the question, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Would you, as a Colts fan, be comfortable and be okay with the idea of the Indianapolis Colts going through this offseason into OTAs, into training camp, into preseason next season with Sam Ellinger as the presumed number two quarterback and primary backup to Anthony Richardson? Is that something that you would be comfortable with? And I'm even talking about you guys who like Sam Ellinger. Organizationally, do you think that would be the right move to put all your eggs in that basket? Now, perhaps the way I frame that, you might know my answer to that question, and the answer is, ah. I don't know. Might not be the best idea for those of you who didn't see it, which was many of you because I was genius enough. Me and my huge fucking brain were smart enough to put an episode out on Sunday during the playoff games, right? Like that was going to work out. So I know a lot of you guys didn't see the episode, but I do kind of like some of the free agent options that are out there, not named Garner Minshew to come in and be the backup. I really like the idea of Ryan coming in here, right? Eight and three in his career versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we can't beat worth a lick six and one as a member of the Titans and with Shane Steichen may actually end up being a better quarterback than Garner Minshew. Now, I don't know this for sure because he's 35 years of age, but there's plenty of quarterbacks that produce at that age. We just saw Joe Flacco come off the couch. I mean, he was eating Pringles and goldfish, which by the way, two best snacks in the world. No big deal. That's neither here nor there, but he was literally off the couch, came in and played well. Ryan Tannehill, I think has a little bit more left in the tank. He'd be a great backup option for the coach. Josh Dobbs. Lit the league on fire this year, and really didn't even get a full off season with any of the teams that he played well for. The idea of bringing him in after he kind of collapsed a little bit with the Vikings in the middle of the season, but to have him come in full off season, 28 years of age, the not himself. I mean, I would take that. Jacoby Brissett, I thought that he had actually earned a right to get a chance at the starting job going into the year 2020 with Philip Rivers. Ultimately, the Colts didn't work out that way, but I'd love that reunion. Those are three guys I would like. There's a few more. That would be decent options, none of which are named Marcus Mariota because he's the worst quarterback the league has ever seen. But even if we brought in one of those guys, you know, who's to say that Sam still isn't a part of the plan, right? And that's kind of where I realized that I was overlooking him a little bit. And I kind of, again, am not convinced that he wouldn't push any of those three guys for the backup job. I mean, he's been in the offense, so now he kind of is like Garner Minshew, right? Remember the value that Garner Minshew brought when he came to Indianapolis from Philadelphia was the fact that he had a year in Shane Steichen's system and had played a little bit. Sam Ellinger now has a year in that system as well. I mean, perhaps it would be a bit more of a serious competition than we think even between Sam Ellinger and a guy like Ryan Tannehill, right? Maybe they just view the upside of Ellinger to be a little bit more. And one thing I love about Ellinger, and I loved about him coming out of college, When a guy comes out of college and the strengths that you hear about him are much about his work ethic and his teammates' story about him and his character and being a good locker room presence, those are the things you love because talent, listen, we could look at the upside of Anthony Richardson's talent all day long, and we love it, and we should, but what really makes Anthony special is the type of guy he is. That dude is A1 steak sauce. And the second he cited Tom Brady, right? The most athletic quarterback you've ever seen. He said he looked at Tom Brady when he thought about how hard he had to work. And based off of the progressions that he made from OTAs to what we saw from him during the season, I believe every bit of it. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, his character is great. But again, one of the things with Garner Minshew was the idea of being a good locker room guy, being a good character. Does Sam have those same things? It's a pretty decent question. And, and, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, this is kind of where I'm at. And one more thing, I know a lot of you guys are really kind of on this idea of the fact that we need a running quarterback behind Anthony Richardson so we don't have to change up the offense in the case that he were to go down. Listen, it's not that that isn't a factor. I think you guys overestimate or overrate how important that actually is. You have a guy like Shane Steichen who's on record saying that he could adjust his offense to any quarterback and you got to play to the guy's strengths. I think he proved that he would do that successfully. But it's not to say that isn't a factor, and it's not to say it isn't a luxury. Sam Ellinger absolutely passed the test, because despite the fact he's undersized like Garner Minshew, maybe his arm is similar, although I think Sam Ellinger, this is going to sound like weird, I guess. It's a it's a, it's a a mild distinction, but a distinction nonetheless is that I think he throws a tighter spiral than Garner Minshew, with, which generally speaking, you can relate to a guy being a little more accurate just because you know the ball's coming out of his hand a little bit better. Pause. Two pauses, one episode. But... Um, you know, the, the, idea that he can run and he has that juice would mean that we can still run some of these, these, you know, read option type plays with him in the case that Anthony Richardson would go down. I'm telling you right now, the idea of Sam Ellinger as the second quarterback on the Indianapolis Colts, not only is a pretty decent one, it's not one that's all that far fetched. Now, again, bringing in competition would be necessary as I'd like to believe I reiterated in this episode a couple times, but. There's no guarantee that he doesn't come out of that competition on top, and I suppose to some degree I was undermining him and overlooking him and the fact that he can actually push for that job and be a guy that we really like there and kind of a guy that we could end up locking up here in Indianapolis long-term as the backup option, a la like a Mason Rudolph who ended up just starting a playoff game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I don't think he's great, but it's not really the point. So curious to hear what you guys think about this. Am I the only one that's actually intrigued by this? Again, my brother, you know who you are that commented this, In fact, there was a couple of you, but, you know, one of you is an OG. And I actually made this episode for you, essentially, because I just thought the idea was so interesting. And, uh, yeah, curious to hear what you guys think about this one. So without further ado, that was the entire episode. My name is Justin. This right here was the Ride on the Bench Colts podcast. And as always, like, subscribe, all those things, and go Colts.